Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. That's awesome. The greatest year of my life is the series we're in. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you open a psalm? Everybody say psalm. All the new Christians said psalm. I did that once, and I was corrected. Can be reading from Psalm 65 this morning. Had this on my list as a possible potential scripture that I thought maybe God wanted me to share for our series, The Greatest Year of My Life. And it's often a psalm that gets pulled out at the beginning of a year because you'll see in a moment, I've read it before in our church at the beginning of a year, it's a powerful, powerful psalm, but it really shows us again how much God is with us no matter what, how much His abundance is coming forth, springing forth in our lives no matter what. I wanna read it for us this morning at the beginning of this message. It says this in verse one, "'Praise is due to you, O God in Zion, "'and and to you shall vows be performed. "'O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. "'When iniquities prevail against me, "'you atone for our transgression. "'Blessed is the one you choose and bring near "'to dwell in your courts.'" That's all of us today. All of us in God's house today because of Jesus. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. By awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness, O God of our salvation. The hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, the one who by his strength established the mountains, being girded with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the people, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at your signs. You make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, listen to this, softening it with showers and blessing its growth. Verse 11, you crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valley decks themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. I wanna preach part three of this series, The Greatest Year of My Life. This is a title this morning, I'm All Ears. I am all ears. Come on, write it down. If you're taking notes, write down. I am all ears. If you're not taking notes this morning, you can write that down as well. (laughs) Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we love you. Holy Spirit, we need you. God, I'm so grateful, Father, for the opportunity to receive from your word today, God. Thank you that anytime your word goes out, it's not a waste of time. It's It's not circumstance. It's not coincidence. It's not... It's not a waste, God. You use everything that we have. You take our finite capacity, Lord. 
and you use it, Father. So as we come under the teaching and the preaching and the authority of your word today, Father, we thank you that you're going to speak to us. We thank you that you're going to use it. We thank you that we're all ears to hear what you have to say through your spirit. God, we pray for colonial kids. We thank you for that little rat pack of amazing little people in our world. God, thank you that you're building up our kids' ministry, our kids. Bless those leaders, Lord. Give them supernatural grace and strength to accomplish the task at hand. In Jesus' name, and we all said, Amen. Amen. The greatest year of my life. This series has been a standout for me because I believe at the beginning of the year, we had a choice. You had a choice. We still have a choice. It's not really that far into the year, but the choice is still there. What are we going to choose? Are we going to choose fear? Are we going to choose faith? Are we going to go after what faith says? Are we going to listen to what fear says? And I today want to remind us of our, of our anchor text. If we could put it up on the screen. It's Ephesians 3 and verse 20. And it says this. It says, God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine. I love it if you could apply this to your 2021 right here more than you could imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. But look at the back part of this verse, verse 21. It says is he does it, God's going to do it in a way that sometimes we don't think he will. He does it this way, not by pushing us around, but by working within us. Gently, deeply, his spirit, it says, working within us from the inside out. And that's the thing about having the greatest year of your life. It's got nothing to do with what you do. It's got everything to do with what God does in your heart, in Jesus' name. So part one of this series, I just want to do a quick recap for us. Part one was, how do we have the greatest year of our life? Well, first of all, we've got to live, um, sorry, we've got to give God the glory. We've got to give God the glory no matter what. There can't be any self-glorification if it's going to be the greatest year of our lives. And the other part of it, so it was one spiritual, one more practical point in each part of this series. And the second point was, but no matter what, don't do life alone. Don't get isolated. Don't allow isolation to frame your world. Why? Because distance creates distortion. And we've got to be very, very careful this year, despite obviously the season we're in, to not allow ourselves to get distance. I just want to go ahead and say this, that you could be part of our online church and not grow distant. You can be online in our church and not grow distant, but it's about being intentional. It's about being um, willing to be intentional and not allowing distance to frame our world. And the second part uh, that I preached last week was all about living according to the Word of God. And that's just a true conviction that we have in our church, that if you're going to have the greatest year, the greatest life you could ever want, you could ever experience, that you could ever see, it's all about living according to God's Word. Because whatever God has to say is better than anything that I have to say. So I talked about living according to the word, but also this year, choosing your atmospheres. Deciding that you're going to take control of some of the atmospheres. You know, I believe we all have the, the power to change the environment around us. And sometimes we walk into an environment, it's not quite what it needs to be, but you know what? You're there. And you're carrying the Holy Spirit with you. And you're a believer in Jesus Christ. You have the answer. And God's going to give you words. God's going to give you scripture. And so I want to continue today by talking about how do we have the greatest year of our lives? Part three, I'm all ears. This is point number one. Here we go. We've got to listen to God's voice. 
How are we going to have the greatest year of our life? We're going to listen to God's voice this year. We've got to listen to the voice of God this year. I'm going to really lay out a few uh, foundational, I believe, fundamental truths about our faith. And maybe for you, if you're new to our church, this is going to maybe give you a little bit of a, um, you know, a 411 on our church and what we believe. But I just want to say this. God is always speaking to us. God is always speaking to us. God is always wanting relationship with you. But here's the thing, it's crazy to me that you would ever believe if God actually wants a relationship with you that it's only one-sided and the communication flows one way only. That's crazy because that's not the picture of our Heavenly Father. A good friend of mine, a great Bible teacher, has a voice into our church. His name's Nathan Finocchio. Uh, He wrote a book called Hearing God. It's in our storehouse. And if this message, listen to me, if this message resonates with you today, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go get that book, okay? Because God is always speaking. He's always got something to say to you. And this year, we can have the greatest year of our lives as we listen to God's voice this year. God has the desire to commune, to talk with us, to to be with us, to be in relationship with us. That's why prayer is so critical. Because prayer, I used to think prayer was this like thing that was so formal and I just send it up to heaven and that was it. It was kind of like message received in heaven, no reply. (laughs) No reply at all. I remember I used to go into my dad's office building and, you know, I was probably like, 10 years old, and I remember, you know, he'd have all his colleagues in there, and he'd be, you know, going past in the hallway. You might have done the same thing with your dad. You walk past at work, and it's just like, oh, hi, Bob, and hi, John, and, you know, all these, like, older guys, and, you know, they were all kind of, they seemed a little bit grumpy. (laughs) You know, they didn't really have any interest in talking to me. And somewhere along the line, I started to think, oh, maybe that's what God is like. He's this older, just, you know, guy that's just totally distant from me and doesn't really care that I'm there. But can I just encourage you today? That's not God at all. It's actually the opposite. He wants to sit down with you. He's so interested in your life. He cares about you every little bit and he wants to talk to you. But we've also, this year, we've got to be willing to listen to his voice. But the question today is, are we listening? You know, there's a difference between hearing and listening. I found a pretty cool, I was sort of researching this and trying to come up with a, a good sort of definition or difference or how to distinguish between the two. But listen to this. It says, hearing is simply the act of perceiving sound by the ear. If you're not hearing impaired, hearing simply happens. Listening, however, is something you consciously choose to do. Listening requires concentration so that your brain processes meaning from words to sentences. Listening to God in 2021 is going to be something you have to consciously do. If you want to listen to God's voice, you want to perceive, you want to get it in and, you know, get the message and figure out what's next and hear what the Father's got to say and be able to listen to God, we've got to be willing to concentrate and we've got to choose and it's got to be intentional. And spiritually speaking, listening, it takes priority. It takes concentration. It takes a stopping. Like we did last week, we took a moment. We just, we just opened our hands and we just asked God, would you just deposit something new and fresh into me? But that's how God speaks to us. That's how God communes with us. That's, that's what God wants to do in our lives. 
for us to then hear and perceive and understand what God is saying. I want to get rid of this myth this morning that God doesn't speak because he does. And you can hear him and you can listen to him and you can perceive what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and you can actually have this incredible dynamic relationship with God. It's not one-sided. It's dynamic. It's not static. It's two ways. He's speaking to us. God's Old Testament people were instructed by Moses to do that very thing, to listen to the voice of God and to obey it. And when doing so, it would work out well for them. Let me show it to you. It's in Deuteronomy 28 in verse 1. It says, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all His commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So how do we listen and truly hear God's voice? I want to encourage us to do three things, okay? You ready? The first thing we've got to do, if we want to listen to God's voice and have the greatest year we've ever had, the first thing we've got to do is we've got to listen through His Word. You want to know how to listen? You might be in here today and you're like, you know what? This is actually pretty new for me. Um, you know, this is actually a little bit uncomfortable. Not 100% sure how this works. Can you tell me? Can I just encourage me? Your, encourage you, your first stop is the Word of God. Yeah. That your first place to go is God's Word because God has chosen. It is the only self-revelation that we have of God. It is His Word. Yeah. His Word is where we go to. It is, his Word is what He speaks through. God speaks through His Word. We can listen to Him through His Word. You know, God's Word is how we get confirmation about what God is speaking to us about. So I pray. So when I pray, as God speaks to me and as He gives me something new, as He speaks, as He prompts, as, he, as I sense it, the very best thing I can do is go to His Word and get confirmation. God has this amazing way. If I feel like he's saying something to him, I feel like he's speaking to me, I feel like he's giving me a word, I feel like he's prompting me to go in a certain direction. It's incredible when I actually obey and I'm in the word of God, how I find something that confirms exactly what he's saying. You ever done that? You're like reading, you're like, what? That's for me. But that's God speaking to you. And that's God speaking to his children. See, the very best thing we can do is go first to the Word of God because the Word is first, but the Word is also final. See, if we don't go to the Word, we've got to understand we're, we're sort of venturing off hoping that something else happens. The Word of God is where we can hear God. The Word of God is first and the Word of God is final. Let me say it this way. If it doesn't line up with God's Word, then it's probably not God. Just going to let that sink in for a little bit. If it doesn't line up with God's word, it's not God. If it doesn't line up with, if it doesn't back what you feel like God is saying, if it doesn't do that, then it's not God speaking through his word. So that's the first thing. We've got to understand that God will speak through his word. The second thing is this. He will speak through his people. He will speak through his people. God's community is like a walking sounding board, an echo chamber for God's voice. Because there's a whole company of people called the family of God who are also reading his, his word, also hearing his voice. And it's very possible that at our church, someone might say to you, hey, I feel like God has a word for you. I feel like God has something to say to you. 
And can I just encourage you that that's actually one of the ways God speaks, is he speaks through his people. He speaks, you know, the Old Testament prophets, that's how God spoke to his people. He spoke through a person. And today in our setting, in God's community, with the Holy Spirit moving in our church, the Holy Spirit moving in our lives, the Holy Spirit showing us things. I can't tell you the amount of times I got a word for when I first got saved. People were coming up off this. It was just craziness. But it was God speaking to me through His people. God was saying things to me through His people. God's Word often comes through trusted, seasoned people who know God's Word and know how to listen to His voice. His Word comes through them. You know, this happens to me all the time now. I'm kind of reaching a point where I'm just having fun with this. Like I'm asking God to give me a word for people all the time. And uh, the, it wasn't that long ago I took an Uber. I'm thinking about starting an Uber ministry. <laughs> and um, it's kind of, a, kind of a weird situation. Like I don't do that very often. I have a car, you know. But um, for this particular time, I needed to get an Uber. It was a short Uber ride. And you know, I was by myself and I was just praying and you know, I was just like, I was like, God, like, who, who's this person who's going to pick me up? I was like, this is kind of exciting. Like, hopefully they're not, you know, hopefully I'm going to be safe. Um, but I get into this Uber, and as soon as I get into the Uber, I knew God was up to something. And I just started to talk to the person, and I said, hey, um, can, you know, I'm not going to share his name, but I said, hey, what's your name, man? And he shared this unbelievably unique name, a Hebrew name. That was his name. And I was just like, whoa. I was like, that's that's amazing, man. I was like, um, that's incredible. I was like, are you a believer? And he's just like, you know what? I used to be a believer. I used to go to church, but I don't anymore. And I felt like God gave me a word for him straight away. And he said this, he said, the uniqueness of his name is how unique I've made him to be. It was a great Uber ride. <laughs> but I just shared it with him. At the end, I just said, hey, man, I just want you to know this is what I feel like God's saying. And, you know, I don't know if this lines up or, you know, this resonates with you. And he said, man, that's amazing. I felt so far away from God. Can I just encourage you? God will speak through people in your world. But the question is this. Are we listening to the voice of God through his people? Because I believe if you're listening, God will speak to you. He's always speaking, but we've got to get the walls down and allow his voice to get in. I just want to say this, I want to qualify too, that weird non-Christians who say stuff that doesn't line up with the word, that's not God, that's just them and they're being weird, okay? <laughs> and you should always be able to tell because you can go back to point one. If it doesn't line up with the word, it doesn't line up, okay? So number one, how does God speak? He speaks through his word. Number two, he speaks through his people. And number three, he speaks through his spirit. So like McKenna t talked about today, God used that scripture today. God has deposited something in us. Through the Holy Spirit, it's called our Holy Spirit guarantee, but our Holy Spirit is now dwelling inside of us and God will use His Spirit to speak to us as we move forward in life. And I believe as we do that, as we call on the Holy Spirit in 2021, you can have the most incredible year you have ever had and all you need to know is you have the Holy Spirit right there with you. I just want to take a moment, I just want to talk about the Holy Spirit for a moment. John 16 and verse 13. Look at what Jesus said about him. So when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Underline that word, he. 
For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. This is why we're set up for a victory in 2021, because we have the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will speak to us. The Holy Spirit will reveal what God is saying to us. But we've got to understand the power of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. It is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Not God the Father, God the Son, God the Bible. The Holy Spirit is God. Can I just encourage you, you have God living on the inside of you. You have the one who knows the Bible better than anyone else. You have the Spirit of truth living on the inside of you, revealing things constantly about the will of God for you in your life. It's God's voice. And we've got to remember that He is God. He's not some weird, alternate, random, always shows up when weird people are around type of thing. No, the Holy Spirit is God. And the Holy Spirit is my friend and He ain't weird. You are. He's actually awesome. He's a gentleman. He only gets involved when I invite Him. That's what cooperating with the Holy Spirit is. And we've got to remember 2021 can be the greatest year ever because of Him. We're going to do a series this year focusing on the Holy Spirit. We do one every single year talking about the Holy Spirit, talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit's role in our lives. But you and I, we literally have the Holy Spirit, the one who knows God's will, the one who can teach us what Scripture means, the one who shows us how good God is. See, the Holy Spirit thinks, a lot of people think the Holy Spirit just shows up to convict you. But I like to think about it this way. The Holy Spirit shows up to convince you of how good God is. And then you'll turn toward God. Another example of the Holy Spirit speaks to us is through peace. I don't know if you've experienced this or not, but one of the great ways the Holy Spirit helps guide us and helps move us in the right direction in life is He uses the instrument of peace. So he's, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, but, but the Holy Spirit brings forth peace in our lives I don't know if you've ever experienced that before, but it's just like, you know you can't move forward because you don't have a peace about it. That's the Holy Spirit revealing it's not the right move and God is using the Holy Spirit to speak to you. It is God moving in your life. But He uses His Spirit. So how do we have the greatest year? Is We've got to understand, we've got to listen to God's voice. But point number two is this, we now need to limit all the other voices. So we're going to listen to the voice of God. Like the voice of God's got to be preeminent this year. It's got to be number one, the law of priority. Talked about it last week. But what we've also got to do this year, I believe, is we've got to limit all the other voices. You can listen to the voice of God this year. This can be the greatest year of your life, but you have to be willing to limit or get rid of all the other voices. So my question for you this morning, online, my question for you as well is this, is what voices are you allowing in that need to go? What voices are you allowing to speak? I want to give us today some voices that I believe maybe need to go this year in 2021. You ready? The first voice is this, the voice of doubt. The voice of doubt. And the voice of doubt speaks like this, oh, you can't do this. God's probably not going to show up this year. 
What's the point of you going out of your way to do that? Failure is probably around the corner. But look at what it says in Philippians 1 and verse 6, Paul talking to the church, he says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. Look at this. And I am certain that God, who began the good work in you, will continue His work. For I am certain. That doesn't sound like there's much doubt. In the message translation, it says, there isn't even the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who began all this will carry it through to completion on the day Christ Jesus appears. The voice of doubt has got to go. The voice of doubt can't have a place. The voice of doubt has no platform. If you're going to have the greatest year of your life, can I get an amen in church this morning? The second voice is this, the voice of comparison. I'm getting to preaching now. The voice on the inside that's always trying to get you to compete and compare, we need to shut that voice out. Because we need to be content with what God's doing now. God's got you. He knows what you need. Who cares what someone else is being blessed by? It's got nothing to do with you. The will of God for your life is like a custom made-to-measure suit. You try to put on someone else's suit, you're going to look like a fool. But that's what comparison does. We've got to understand that He knows what we need. 1 Timothy 6 and verse 6, Paul said this, he said, but godliness with contentment, listen to it, is great gain. You know contentment in your life, the absence of comparison, but the presence of contentment, it will change everything because you actually begin to see what God's given you. You'll actually begin to recognize the value of everything God has given you. See, we as a church, I could, as the lead pastor of our church, we could just, I could live in this fantasy land of like out there and all the places we're gonna go. And yes, we have vision for our church, but I would miss the contentment of what we have right here. What God has given us right here, the beauty of everything that He's done already. And if I allow the voice of comparison to come in, I'm gonna lose my contentment. But Paul said, godliness. So being a Christian, And having contentment, he said, is great gain. The voice of comparison, I wager this year, needs to go in our lives. Another voice that's got to go is the voice of fear. Fearful all the time of what's around the corner. And I talked about a lot, I've talked about this a lot already, this uh, series, but the voice of fear is loud right now. Out there and loud and speaking, and that voice needs to be shut down this year. Psalm 112 says, Surely the righteous, look at it, will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. I feel like there's a lot of people that are just fearful of bad news right now. Oh, I don't want to look at the news because it's going to be another headline of bad news. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to look. I don't, I, it's just always, always coming at us. But it says their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. So the voice of fear has got to go. Another voice that's got to go in 2021 for you to have the greatest year of your life is this, the voice of negativity. The voice of negativity. No negative Nancy's raining on your party this year. If your name's Nancy, I'm sorry, but just, it works. Rolls off the tongue. We know a few Nancy's, they're lovely. They're they're lovely people, lovely people. 
But I wonder what negativity needs to go in your life. You have someone in your life who's constantly saying things that are negative. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the voice of negativity. And maybe you need to eradicate it and say enough's enough. Not doing it anymore. Not going to speak words of negativity. Not going to speak words of death. I'm not going to speak into my situation. You know, what's impossible. I'm going to start speaking possibility into my situation. Uh, Ephesians 4 and verse 29 says this, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up positivity as fits the occasion so that it may give grace to those who hear. That's literally talking about speaking words of life, speaking words of life instead of speaking words of negativity. You know, negativity just has a way of diminishing everything in the conversation, everything in the atmosphere. I can't stand negativity. I can't handle it. People that are negative all the time, you know, I avoid them. It's not ideal as a pastor, but I just avoid those people. I pray for them. From a distance. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But listen to me, the voice of negativity. You think you're going to have the greatest year in 2021 with that? Good luck. The voice of negativity has got to go. Have the hard conversation with someone in your world if you need to. Shut down the atmosphere of negativity if you need to. But whatever it takes, do it. Because what does Paul say? He says, no, let no corrupting talk. I feel like negativity corrupts. Uh, here's another one that's got to go is the voice of pride. What does this voice say? This voice says this, oh, I can do it on my own this year. Oh, I'm handling the year pretty well. You know, pride and ego is one and the same thing. I like, I like saying ego in church because I like this. It's, it means edging God out. That's what ego does. It edges God out. And that's the voice of pride. That's the voice of pride. Pride is a battle for all of us. When we're really struggling, you know, we always cry out to God. You ever notice this? We say, where are you, God? I need you. I'm struggling. I'm not, I'm not successful. I need breakthrough. God, where are you? I need you. But here's a thought for us. What do we do when things are going really well? It's interesting how what moves in when things are going really well is the voice that starts speaking like pride does. It's an interesting voice, but we've got to make sure we see it and we hear it and get rid of it. Because that voice talks like this. It says things like, oh, you're, you're awesome. You are doing really great. You're the man. You don't need God. You're doing it. This was all you. This success, this mountain you've climbed. Man, it was all because of your hard work and persistence. You pat yourself on the back. You start saying things, man, I got the skill. That's the voice of pride. You know, I wrote this down. I just want, want us to meditate on this. The measure of humility in the kingdom isn't how you handle defeat and failure. It's who gets the glory with success. Let me say that again. The measure of humility in the kingdom of God isn't how you handle defeat and failure. Like I said, when we're down and out, it's we're on our knees. God, I need you. I need you to move, Lord. But the moment success comes, I wonder, I wonder this, does God even get a mention? That's the voice of pride. And we've got to understand it can come in so easily. Who gets the glory when you're successful? Who's the man when you're the man or the woman? 
Are you giving God the glory? Or are you making it about you? That's the voice of pride. When God answers your prayers and blesses you, does he get the credit? I want to be a believer that understands, man, I, yeah, I, I get to partner with God and hard work is so important, but I understand it all comes from God. Everything I have is from Him. All the blessing in my life, it comes from Him. Every good thing that I have in my life, it's not because of me. It's not because of uh, my self-righteousness. It's not because, you know what, I showed up and I tithed 10 times in a row. It's because of God and His faithfulness to me and the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. The voice of pride is a voice that I believe needs to go. What's another voice that needs to go? The voice of distraction. Yeah. You know, there have been so many labels for this age. You know, like the, this is the age of anxiety, the age of COVID, the age of this. But I just want to say this. I think it's the age of distraction. Yeah, yeah. There's so many distractions. We can get so easily distracted this year if we're not careful, if we don't See that voice trying to speak. It's the voice in your life that gets in the way of you and God and prayer, reading the word and connecting with the Father and notifications and push this and that comes in and email. Can I just encourage you? You've got to eliminate, eliminate the voice of distraction. I personally, this is one of my big things. I can get so easily distracted but I've got to put strategies in place. I've got to understand. I've got to be aware of that voice. I've got to do something about it. I've got to be intentional. There are times when I'm reading the Word and it's just my phone is just buzzing like crazy. I need to throw it in the pool. You know what? I'll probably be fine. The voice of distraction. What's another voice? The voice of sin. The voice of evil. The voice of foolishness. The book of Proverbs calls it folly, wisdom and folly. And the book of Proverbs is this beautiful instruction manual for wise, skilled living, but it's really a father speaking to a son and trying to encourage him, walk in these commandments, walk in wisdom. But it talks about, hey, there's a path that has wisdom and there's a path that has foolishness and folly. But we got to understand the voice of sin that tries to entangle us, tries to get us to do things, tries to, tries to, take, us to take us back to our own personal Egypt can I just encourage you, we've got to get rid of that voice. We've got to choose the path of life, not the path of destruction. And then when that voice calls out, we've got to tell it to shut up. It's got to go. We can get so easily taken off course by that voice. So whatever the voices are that aren't moving us closer to him are the ones we have to shut down. I just want to read them to you one more time. What are some of the voices we've got to eliminate? We've got to eliminate the voice of doubt. We've got to eliminate the voice of fear. We've got to eliminate the voice of negativity, the voice of comparison. Let me throw in another one, the voice of drama in 2021. The voice of drama. Maybe you've got people in your world, it's just everything is a drama. The dog got out, left the house, it's drama. Um, I forgot my water bottle, it's drama. Drama. God's called us to live in peace, not drama. Can I just encourage you? Let's not be people that just fall down and say it's fine, whatever, and nothing I can do about it. You can do something about it. You can eliminate the voice, the voice of comparison. That's a big one. The voice of pride. That's a big one. The voice of distraction. And here's how I want to finish. Ultimately, as the team comes back up, we only need one voice. 
Look at what it says in John 10 and verse 27. This is how I want to finish. Talking about voices and listening to the voice of God, limiting the other voices. Can I just encourage you? There's actually only one voice we need. Verse 27 says, my sheep, this is Jesus talking about you. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Can I just encourage you, the only voice you need this year is the voice of Jesus, your shepherd. Let's be people this year committed to hearing the voice of Jesus, hearing his voice that leads us, hearing his voice that stops us at times, hearing his voice that sometimes will correct us as a good shepherd does to his sheep, hearing his voice that leads us towards freedom, hearing his voice that takes us to peaceful places in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? Can I get an amen if you believe it this morning? God, I just pray right now for the voices in 2021. Father, I just thank you that this year doesn't have to be a year that's marked with struggle. It doesn't have to be a year that's marked with voices of comparison and doubt and challenge and negativity. But God, we can listen to your voice. The still small voice that comes into our lives and begins with just a whisper. And so God, I just pray right now for your voice this year. God, I just ask right now for people that are here today that aren't accustomed, aren't used to, aren't, maybe have never actually tangibly heard you speak to them. I'm not necessarily talking audibly, Lord, but just speaking through your word and through your people and through counsel and through your spirit. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would help your people hear the voice of the Father this morning. God, I pray right now for people that maybe need to do some voice inventory in 2021. Negativity, doubt, distraction, comparison, drama. Holy Spirit, I pray you give us the grace to be able to move and have maybe the conversations we need to have to position our lives spiritually to be hearing the one prevailing voice we need, which is the voice of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's sing. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.